Welcome to Between Axles, your not so serious car podcast. My name is Peter, and this is episode six. I'm joined today by our fellow co host in Auckland, Luan. Hey, Luan. Hi, Peter. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. Excellent. And joining us today is a special guest, one of Luan's closest friends, George. And he's our race and track day expert to share his knowledge and experience. Hey, George. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Peter. Hi, Luan. How's it going? We're good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good to meet you guys. Excellent. Well, Peter. I know Luan, obviously. <laughs> uh th thanks so much for joining us um i know it's a little odd not face-to-face -face, but over the call but we, we still appreciate it it's awesome cool so i just did a quick intro you're obviously um quite experienced or more experienced than a lot of us uh, in the racing but could you give us a quick intro of how it all began uh and also what got you into cars um, there was a friend of mine that we did a whole lot of other stuff, computer gaming and stuff like that with, and we talked about getting into racing and then 2K Cup came along and I think it was about the third season. Um, what happened was we were supposed to do a trip overseas and go to the Nürburgring and that's okay. like the Mecca. So we'd always watched Bathurst together and all the F1s and all of that sort of stuff. So watched a lot of motorsport, but never actually got into it. And then we had this trip planned and we were going to go splash out and go and a few laps on the Nürburgring and for whatever reason he um, he got to the UK and ended up having some things happen and had to come back and I ended up at the Nürburgring by myself and did four laps of the Nürburgring in a VW Sirocco. Wow okay yep. It's a paddle shift sitting on the right wrong side of the car so really weird first time driving on the wrong side of the car and all that sort of stuff so I came back and at that point he um, there was a bit of FOMO there, so he went out and bought a 2K Cup Integra that had run in 2K Cup for a couple seasons from uh, Glenn Reed, who owns Futura Trailers here in Auckland. I had that agreement with him that, you know, I will help him with the race car and he will let me drive it at track days. Our first race we turn up to and he burns the brakes <laughs> or boiled the brake fluid. His fastest lap of the day was with no brakes. <laughs> That's how it's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So braking is slow, right? Anyway, so that's um, that kind of how we got started. And I'll go, I'll sort of go off that for a bit and talk about what I'm driving at the moment. I have a daily, that's a Toyota Psy hybrid, which I bought to do Uber. And my project car is a DC2 Integra that I bought a rolling chassis. And I am swapped a B18C, so that's the Integra engine, out of a... Civic that I'd initially swapped it into. So that's what I've got sitting in the driveway that I'm currently working on. I'm setting it up for 2K Cup at the moment. How far away is that? About three meters from where I'm sitting. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to get it wafted for 2K Cup and then I'm going to put a roll cage in. But there's a bit of rust and things like that that I want to deal with. I'm busy moving the fuse box as well. So I've got the dashboard out at the moment. Mm. I've pulled the heater core and the whole um, fan element out. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to relocate the fuse box inside so that the roll cage can go through the firewall to the strut towers, probably a couple months away. I'm excited to see uh, the end results, and I'm sure, sure a lot of people would want to get some photos and videos of your first run yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that mm. on. 
just out of topic, I want to know more about your Psy, actually. Um, yeah. How come you went with a Psy and not like a Prius or a Camry hybrid? Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, no, I'm just genuinely curious because Psy yeah. is, you know, it's, it's out there, but it's not, you know, super yeah. common. And I couldn't in good conscience buy a Prius. I'm a petrol head, right? So the Psy um, looks a bit different to the Prius. Yep. It is a 2.4 liter, 190 horsepower versus the Prius, which is a 1.8 and I don't know how many horsepower, but it's not, not as fast. Yeah. So the size is a little bit more powerful, a little bit more grunty. So that's the way I sort of psychologically dealt with the pain of owning a hybrid. But it must be a really good Uber. It, it was really good. Right. Um, Shouldn't they do uh, a Lexus variant of the size as well? Some long yeah. ass name. HS, which is apparently on the same chassis, and I don't know if the windscreen is the same or not, though, because I know the body works slightly different. It's the same one. Hmm, I'm just looking at Google now, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously you're not racing your size, so that's on its way out. I'm about to get a Suzuki Swift Sport as my ah, baby. Should be a little, little bit more uh, fun, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, yeah. cool. You can take um you can take the Swift Sport on track as well. I've seen quite a few people, even with a new Swift Sport, um, they're quite interested in taking it on track days. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't do that at the value, you know, how much it costs and it's uninsured. When you have a car, it's not insured. Mm, on the that's track. True. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. See so there's there's your first point, George. Yeah. Uh, when you when you take a insurance. car on track, there's no insurance, right? No insurance unless you've got prestige insurance. So if you've got a Porsche or a Ferrari or something like that. Um, then people like um, Pukekohe, uh, there's a group called Playday on Track. Yeah. Yep. They do special prestige track days where if you've got prestige insurance, so this is only for your top-end cars and you're probably paying $1,000 or, or more for the day, just yep. insurance, then you take your Porsche or Ferrari or Lamborghini or whatever and you only run the car with those cars with other cars in the same group, be the cars or anything, anything else, um, and that's sort of how they manage that um, prestige insurance. Right. You don't want to be on the track with your Lamborghini mm. and some a little DC2 outbreaks itself <laughs> in the corner and takes out your Lamborghini, and there's no insurance, there's no liability on the track or anything like that. So yeah, exactly. In practice, I have tried, and I've looked for it, and you can't. It's the prestige insurance. Mm, um, mm. In other countries, that might be possible. In New Zealand, that's not possible. So basically, that's why people buy much cheaper cars, right? To, go, to yeah. run on track days and learn how to drive on the track. Exactly. Because you don't want to be going out there with your two hundred thousand dollar whatever. Yeah. Um, and and you know, binning it on the first corner, basically. Mm. Yeah. So I, I know of two major accidents. I did a track day. I actually had a Audi S4, the B5 S4, the twin turbo. And I took that to an evening track day at, Puk uh, sorry, at Hampton Downs once, and a guy crashed his Maserati into the ward. Ouch. Exactly. Okay, but not into your S4, though. Not into my S4. <laughs> okay, okay. I see. Your, S4, your S4 is safe. Tip number sure. one is, is, is get, a, get a cheap car, and then you don't have to worry about insurance so much. <laughs> yeah. So if I wanted to... Okay, so let's say I'm a complete newbie, which I mm -hmm. am. I bought a cheapy car. Let's say I went and bought a just stock standard Integra. And I just wanted to have fun with it, but I don't have a trailer. 
So could I drive my car down to Hampton Downs or somewhere else? So how does insurance work? On normal roads, I'm okay. But as soon as I go on the track, it's not valid? Exactly. I see. Yeah. And like on my S4, I actually inquired about track the insurance for it. Yep. And so the guy who bought my car got a message when he went to do a car jam on my car and look up my plates that yep. said the car might have been put on a track. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. So in terms of the insurance, you're insured to the track. You know, if you wreck it on the track and you're down near the racetrack, obviously when you if you crash it on the track and leave the track, they're going to know that you were at the track, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, so. They're gonna yeah, and so they'll ask questions and see where you were and all of that and do an investigation. And so I don't know mm, sure. fraud, but I do know that people have maybe gotten away with things like that in the past. But it's quite difficult if you've got a car that's all decked out with race gear and a race seat and everything. You know, they that's can, true. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Well, on a on a more positive note, um, if I was starting out and I didn't really know anything about track days. Uh -huh. You know, for example, you know, me, um, yeah. <laughs> I've never actually driven on a track. I've been driven uh, around a racetrack and I've, I've walked racetracks before and I've obviously, you know, driven a lot of cars. Um, but for example, if I was using my Alfa Romeo 147 GTA mm -hmm. um, on, a, on an Alfa track day uh, and I felt comfortable to take it out, what sort of things should I be doing to prepare for like just a normal track day? I'm not talking about racing my car, just, you know, just having a bit of fun, just, you know, running on the track and you yeah. know, pushing the limits a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to relate this to 2K Cup because 2K Cup, they basically don't let you modify the car at all in terms of performance or anything like that. But they do let you modify two things. They do let you use two things that are completely open, and that is brake fluid and brake pads, and it's front brake pads especially. Right. So those are the two things that you need to worry about for a track day. For example, I took my Audi, which is a similar weight, I think, maybe a little bit heavier, heavier than your GTA, but similar in horsepower and all that sort of thing, you know, V6, that sort of thing. On the track in my Audi, with its ventilated brakes and all of that, it still had brake fade. I didn't let it get hot enough to boil the brake fluid, but mm. I had quite a bit of brake fluid. After about two laps at Hampton Downs, you start getting noticing brake fade, and I wasn't even going that hard. It's quite right. a heavy car. Depending on what car you've got, how heavy it is, what brake setup you've got on that car, that's your first thing is going to be your brake pads. So your normal brake pads can last, like in my Civic on the racetrack, I think I got away with about five laps before the brakes were pretty much gone. You put your foot on the brake, there's still brake um, fluid, there's still brake pressure, but you yep. just don't get braking action when you put your foot on the brake. So oh. your, your Remco or super cheap pads that you buy, probably not a good look. So you're going to want at least sport brake pads. And so for my Civic, which is now the brakes from that are now in the Integra, and I actually went for the slightly more expensive race compound, $400 for a set of front brake pads at the race compound. You can get, like I said, the sport ones, which are rated to a higher temperature than your normal brake pads, but not as high as the, um, the race ones. And they're probably about $250. So it it is quite a big outlay, yeah. but what you do is you buy that set of brake pads, you put them in for your track day. When you finish with your track day, swap them back. You know, you're not going to use a whole set of brake pads on a track day. Yeah. And the endless brake pads, we use as a pair set of pads can last us at least a whole season. That's pretty good. And, and so what you're saying is basically the brakes get too hot 
because yeah. you're you're having to brake really really hard yeah. um, when you're going into a corner and you have to stop your car like really suddenly and that's what's causing the brakes to heat up basically exactly. right and you don't really have to do that when you're driving on the road because you don't have such sudden stops all the time yeah yeah right yeah that makes sense yeah the next thing is your brake fluid so you want to run some higher temperature brake fluid uh, you can probably get away with not changing the brake fluid if you you know if you're only going out for three or four laps at a time but anything mm. more than that i would want to run some higher temperature brake fluid and you can look on the on the brake fluid bottle usually um, it says what the temperature rating is and there's two temperatures there's a dry temperature and there's a wet temperature um, yeah. the wet temperature is the one you're looking for and so the wet temperature is more if you've had that brake fluid in the car for a while so if you don't service your car very much and you don't change mm. brake very much the wet one is the one you want to be looking at because you know there's moisture and condensation and things like that that happen in your brake system but i no, actually run quite expensive brake fluid as well so so pretty much the most important thing is brake. is your brakes yeah. okay yeah because yeah, i guess i guess you want to avoid that situation where you're coming up to a corner and you stamp on the brakes and nothing and happens exactly <laughs> so safety is probably the most important thing yeah and, and, and and it gives you a lot more confidence, right? If you if you know that your brakes are working, then yeah. you be, you can be confident that you can go fast without yeah. having to worry about stopping. Yeah, exactly. True. That's true. So in terms of where you would be spending your money, if you wanted to do the absolute cheapest, you'd do your brake fluid first. Brake fluid and brake pad, sorry, first. I see. Uh, okay. Yeah. The next um, sort of thing is, in terms of your car, you need to know your car and its vulnerabilities in terms of the engine. So a little bit of a Google search, you'll find that a Subaru has an issue with the oil pickup on a long right-hander corner. So okay. very common at Hampton Downs, Subarus blow up engines on the sweeper on the last corner, which uh, <laughs> it's a long right-hander and all the oil goes to the left-hand side of the engine. Inertia as you take in the corner, you know, weights all on that on the left hand side of the car, oil pickups on the right, and you run it out of oil. So, just a simple Google search. If you're running a, a Honda, a basic Honda or Toyota or something like that, you're probably okay. Uh, MR2s, the older MR2s, had, I know, had some issues. Some of BMWs had some issues, and the Subaru is the most common one. That Piece of shit. <laughs> it's not, it's just, it just means you, if you want a tractor, you probably want a baffled some. Mm, but when they yeah. do go wrong, it's, it's usually yep. a pretty catastrophic failure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so in terms of the track, you just want to know, you just want to do a little bit of research from other people who have done track days and yeah. race them and yeah. that sort of thing. It's not difficult to find that information either. Are they pretty supportive at Hampton Downs and Pukekohe? Actually, sorry, is Pukekohe mm. still open to the public? Do they still do uh, track days there? They do, but it's done through another company called Playday on Track. Oh, I see. Okay. And play day on track actually do at a few racetracks. So I know that a couple of weeks ago they had at Manfield down in Fielding and then mm -hmm. And the um Pukako is probably in terms of if you're in Auckland, that's probably the easiest track to get access to. Gosh, I miss V eight supercars, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 uh, were they gonna come back to Pukakoe again? I thought they were gonna come back. But well, but then COVID happened. Yeah, true. Whatever happened to the the city? They were gonna like <laughs> lock up the city and do... that's that's never true. gonna happen. It's never happened. Because, yeah. Yeah, because of the noise levels. No one wants no one wants big V eights going yeah. through Auckland. Here's a bit of, here's a bit of interesting information for you. Yep. During lockdown, during our first lockdown, uh, yep. Two Cup did racing on 
E-Series on. And we had Shane Van Gisbergen join us. We had Liam Lawson join us. They were racing us on online in the E-Series. Right, right, right. Recently, um, Liam Lawson actually came out and raced at a 2K Cup race. Because of the lockdown race, he, he's doing more exposure now? Or is it... Well, I think because... He's always been in the public eye. Yeah. I think because of, um, you know, the, what's happening with the racing and that overseas, yeah, he's stuck in New Zealand. Ah, sure. Um, the main sponsor of 2K Cup here is Storite Logistics, and the guy who owns Storite Logistics is friends with Liam Lawson's dad. And so he brought him along and let him race his car in 2K Cup. He did pretty well. He, he, that kid can drive. Yeah, uh, I assume. <laughs> yeah, I assume he could drive. <laughs> Okay, sweet. Um, I, so, I was just going to ask you, so there was brakes component, but mm. I always thought tires would be also quite important. Tires are a thing, but if you just want time on the track, your tires are important if you want to go fast. Right. If you want to be safe, brakes are the first thing you deal with. Sure. Okay. So like, um, you can buy, you know, a relatively cheap um, semi-slick, so it's probably the way to go. Yep. Um, we use um, Dunlop Derisa Z3s, or one of the types of tire you can use. So anything in that sort of lineup, they're relatively cheap, sort of two hundred dollars somewhere around there per tire. And again, it's a it's a good idea to have a if you're going to take set track days slightly more seriously and you want to look at tires and and getting better, go and buy another set of wheels and put a set of semi slicks on the wheels. Mm. And the budget is as much as you know. You can buy more expensive tires. You can buy cheaper tires. If it's your first time on track, you're probably not anywhere near the limits of those tires anyway. Sure. So, yeah. you know, a set of a set of wheels for Integra or something, you get a set of wheels for three hundred bucks, and then add tires. You know, that's pretty good. Another reason why, um, you know, people usually start with a with a cheaper car, right? Because it's exactly. easier to buy wheels. It's easier to buy spare parts. It's easier yeah. to buy like whole engines <laughs> if you need exactly. like a whole engine. <laughs> um, I do want to. Just touch on one thing that um, sure. yeah, yeah. came up through talking about Pukeko in Hampton Downs. I said that Pukeko is a lot more accessible. Yep. So there's things that you need to be aware of. There's rules around different tracks. Pukekoe, if you go to their track and you have a race seat and a harness, you could probably get away with just having a neck brace, which is a foam thing that you put around your neck. Right. If you go to Hampton Downs and you've got a race set and a harness, they expect you to have a harness device or something similar. And so that's the next thing I wanted to talk about is safety gear. Yes. Yep. Track day, yep. Yep. You need safety gear. For a race, it's different levels. You have different types of race suits and things like that. So, for instance, they've just changed the rules recently. Before, you could run just a two-layer race suit in 2K Cup. Now you have to run two-layer race suit and underwear, like... um okay but right. at a track day generally you're okay with just a set of cotton overalls and that could yeah. be you know like overalls you'd buy at the warehouse or, or a store like that to work on cars and things like that okay yeah so a lot of my first track days i actually did in my cotton overalls that i got from a crisp as a christmas present they were pure cotton and that's okay and then i just had a helmet um and as long as for track days, they're not really going to check that the helmet meets FIA standards and all that mm. sort of stuff. When you start racing, the race series will have a list of things that they scrutineer for based on, okay, if it's a race seat, they want to see the, the 
FIA um, sticker on the race seat. They want to see that on the belts. They want to see that on your helmet on the race suit, all of those sorts of things. So that's a little bit more involved. For a race, for a track day, set of cotton overalls normally does it. Mm. Um, mm. And if you have, like I said, if you have just a normal seat and your seatbelt, then that's fine. Hampton Downs may ask you to have a neck brace at that point. And you can sure. generally rent them for like 15 bucks or 10 bucks or something from the racetrack. Oh, okay. So Hampton Downs has that service. Yeah, and so Pukekohe does as well. Right. Um, but when I've gone to Pukekohe, I don't normally I don't normally bother with a fines device. I actually find it hurts me quite badly, and I'd only use that if I was going to race. Sure. Or go to ups and downs. Yeah. So just okay. think about Good it. From a safety point of view. If you're in a race seat with a harness and you hit a wall, you're, you've got this. Especially with a helmet on your head, it's quite a bit of extra weight, so it throws your neck forward and can get quite bad whiplash and things like that. My first actual race, I had a EK Civic that I bought. It was a yep. single overhead cam VTEC, so the D-Series engine. I did two 33-minute 2K Cup races with that, and I was wow. absolutely finished when I got out. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it must be pretty hot in there. Yes, you do get warm mm. in, the, yeah. in the full race gear. I, I've seen you guys running uh, cool suits and, and cooling equipment in some of those 2K Cup cars, George. Yes, so my friend that I did the racing in before, um, that I helped with racing before, we had a um, sort of a motto or something like that, and that was that we're the most serious pretend race team. And so we weren't fast, but yeah. we wanted to do things like cool suits. So we made a cool suit. So not the cool suit itself. We bought the actual shirt with the pipes in it. Yeah. In fact, we did make one, but it didn't end up working um, so, so well. Just so poured cool we, in it. Um, so what you do is you buy a, sh a shirt that's got... <laughs> It's got pipes that come off it. Yeah. And then what we did is we fabricated out of a chili bin. Oh. And put a bilge pump, like out of a boat. Yeah. Bilge yeah. pump in there. A little bit handy with electronics and things like that. So we wired up a relay and a switch on the dashboard and put ice and cold water in the chili bin in the boot. And our driver had a cool suit. And we also made a like a window insert that lets... Because in racing, you're supposed to have the window closed. Yeah. Mm. So um, to pick oh. up, you're not allowed swapping out the win. You're not allowed swapping out the windows for yeah. plexiglass. glass, and so to cut and put a vent in the window, as you can't do that with a safety safety sure. glass product. Right. So we just drop the window a little bit, put an insert in that's got the the vent in, and then um, put a pipe from that to near the driver's face, and he could aim that at his head. Very uh, in ingenious, actually. That's very creative. We did lots of things like that. Mm things at one point we we actually put i think it was the day i took the audi out we actually put a gopro on a long piece of pipe of plastic pvc pipe yeah we wanted to get a third person view so we manufactured <laughs> using pvc pipe and glue and then just from the local hardware store we bought some um suction cup things and we made clips that we could cable tie this pipe onto yeah, so we could put a GoPro out about it was about one and a half meter pipe sticking back off the Integra with a GoPro on the back. It looked ridiculous and it shook. It just shook way too much, so it didn't. Right. Actually... If I wanted to get into yeah. the track days, I've seen a few before this podcast of certain cars that I might buy right. to get into a track day. So, for example, like a Peugeot three hundred six GTI, cheap cheap cars, right? But yeah. what am I looking at? So obviously we talked about the brakes. We talked about safety. What's the budget that I should be looking at? How much should I set aside? Obviously, aside more than just a car. 
Mm. Like, are we looking at 5K? Is that enough with the tires, the brakes, the safety equipment, or do we have to aim a little higher? I would say, and I've seen people do this with 2K Cup, and I'll give you an example. My first Integra, so the, the Civic I bought, I bought yep. for $300. Okay. But it was junk, and I ended up spending about three grand to get it up and running with, you know, having to buy a new engine, having to buy a new radiator. Sure. Uh, all the sort of stuff I ended up spending on it was about three grand. And that, I didn't even do the brake pads on the Civic. I just ran cheap brake pads on the Civic. And that gave you about four or five laps. So on the Civic, because it was lighter. Yeah. Oh, true. Um, it was actually okay. And I think I got lucky, to be honest. Actually, I need to think about that. No, sorry, I, I, I did buy sport pads for that. I would start with a brake fluid, you know, yep. maybe um, fluid. you can buy a brake fluid for about 50 bucks for slightly higher quality brake fluid. Depends yep. on if you're doing it, you know, if you, you want to be able to bleed the brakes and that. Um, if you can do it yourself, that's awesome. And you can learn to do that yourself. It's relatively easy if you've got yep. someone else to help you bleed the brakes. That's the probably the biggest thing is if you're going to be doing track days, it's a journey. You're not going to jump in and be Michael Schumacher from day one or Lewis Hamilton from day one. Right? Of course, yeah. It's a journey. So you're going to start. And the most cost-effective way to do it is if you actually do the work yourself. And so when we started, there were things like CV joints that we wouldn't tackle, but changing a set of brake pads, we would tackle. Right. And as we went along, we learned. And, okay, <clears throat> CV joint. Now let's learn how to do a CV joint and watch the YouTube videos. There's so many yeah. YouTube videos. Um, so in terms of budget, I would start with a car. Just look at cars yep. and how much money have you got to spend on a car maybe it depends on how quick you want to do it if you wanted to buy a car get your brake pads get your brake fluid and just go and drive it on the racetrack then budget you know i'd look at maybe 250 dollars for a set of brake pads maybe 50 dollars for the brake fluid and then maybe an hour's worth of labor if you were going to send it to someone just to have a look over and just make sure, sure you know, do an oil change that sort of thing yeah um so don't think of it as i'm got a budget to spend all in one go think of it as okay let's buy brake pads let's do this let's do that and that's an ongoing journey it's all it's all about the small steps right like you're saying learning how to bleed your brakes or learning how to change your brake pads you can start off by doing that or learning how to change your engine oil uh, and over the long run that's going to help you to learn more things and to save a lot of money that you can actually spend on your car instead of on you know your mechanic or you know somewhere else exactly yeah. And for 2K Cup, you know, you were you were having a look around at other cars that you might want to buy. And I, th I think the price range was around about $5,000, you know, yeah. upwards to like 10000 Some of them were going for more than 10000 <laughs> Is that roughly getting to 2K Cup? Okay, so 2K Cup has evolved. So it started off, it needed to be a $2,000 car. But you can, you know, you can spend 20 or 30 grand on your car just in safety equipment. I mean, my friend with his BMW at the moment, he spent you know, two grand on a paint job, two grand right. on stickers. Yeah. We've done, we've been through three engines because I don't know how to change gears properly. So, you know, you what you spend for 2K Cup, the initial idea was that you would buy the car for two grand, then it's brakes, then it's wheels, safety gear, seats, things like that. It does add up. Yep. So after the race for the Civic, it was so slow, I got overlapped by everyone, including a 1300 Toyota Corolla from the 80s. So I went out and bought a Integra for two two and a half grand with extra wheels and stuff i spent about four and a half grand all up getting that car ready and yeah. 2k cup is a good example but there's other examples out there you know there's yeah. trofeo um which is the the italian sort of version of 2k cup really where you can oh. spend a lot of money on your car but you can also rock up in your stock standard you know fiat pinto and 
yeah. race around with all the other cars. There's also like Auckland Car Club and some of the other car clubs do um, like production series and things like that with you can rock up with anything. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and uh, the price and the price to entry is pretty low. You know, like a lot of yeah. these races. I mean, how much does a two K Cup race cost if you use to enter a race? And it's quite yeah. a long race as well, right? So two K Cup, you get two thirty-three minute races, and yep. it's probably the cheapest track time you will get in one go. Forty-six other or forty-five other cars on the track with you, and that's around about three hundred dollars for an entry. So I just wanted to talk about. With that, um, with 2K Cup, I wanted to say it has evolved. And so you can now, like Luan said, you can buy a five grand or a 10 grand car and join 2K Cup. But generally what that means is the car has got the race, you know, the safety cage, the roll cage, all of that sort of stuff done to it already. And so that's why it's acceptable now to spend more on a car. Thank you so much, George. I think there's a lot of very important tips and obviously a lot of experience and skills that you bring on the table as well. I really enjoyed hearing your stories. Awesome. Yeah, it was good to be a part of this. Fantastic. And I hope our audience enjoyed George's stories and also a um, bit of insights from both myself and Luan uh, throughout this podcast. I want to say thank you for joining us for episode six. And we've got episode seven coming up in the next week. Have a great night. Thank you. Cheers. Goodbye.